0: Hello everyone and welcome back to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about Season 3, Episode 8 of BoJack, Old Acquaintance. I'm Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing so well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I had a lot of fun watching this episode. I'm in vacation mode. Like, life is good. That is good.
1: What are you doing for vacation mode? Does that look like for you? Just
0: being off work for five days straight. I went to the beach, just bummed around town yesterday. Today I'm gonna record two podcasts and then have a nap and then finish watching Survivor China. <laughs> Woohoo! What a vacation. <laughs> Such a good
1: vacation. Sounded way better until you got to today.
0: <laughs> yeah and then tomorrow I have to We'll watch a bunch of Love Island to record the finale, but then on Monday, I have nothing. So, Monday's back in, in good time, vacation mode. Good, good.
1: I'm in full-on packing and moving mode, and it is terrible, but it is nice to get a little break to talk about BoJack with you.
0: Yeah, this is like... <laughs> uh a sanctioned break that you can take. You like at any point if you need a break, you can be like, hey, sorry, I just uh I need to talk to Kirsten really quick and he could just call me and I'll be like, hey It's a podcast hey, emergency. <laughs> sorry, podcast emergency. Can't pack right now. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Oh my God
0: like it could it could work
1: yeah i think so
0: sorry i'm it's it's the eight eighteen 18 a.m oh my god, true <laughs> and i of course i i had every intention of going to bed at a reasonable hour so that this wouldn't be a miserable experience <laughs> but then brian scally was like hey do you have a second for a quick call so i could tell you a funny story and i was like <laughs> duh this was at like here let me say what time did this happen at last night because i was like just getting ready to wind down for the night when this happened yeah, at 10:15 my time. So you'd think, oh, well that's fine. Mm-hmm. She so heard a quick funny story and then went to bed. <laughs> no, we were on the phone until midnight. <laughs>
1: It's a really long story.
0: That's well, no, it was. There's the the story itself was short, and then we just got to talking. It's just wild how when you get these podcasters on the phone, you just talk and talk and talk. Just can't Um, stop. And then I was like, I have to go to bed. And then I thought, and I was like, wait, it's three a.m. for him. What is he doing? What a dummy.
1: Oh, my God. Similarly, I talked to my one of my Simpsons then and now co-hosts, Jeremy, recently, and we were on the phone for two and a half hours, and I don't know how it happens, but yeah, it seems like we all have a lot to say.
0: It's just wild <laughs> that we all have so much to say. Like, Scally, and I podcast together twice a week right now.
1: True. How do you guys What's still th- have anything to say to each what other? What do we
0: have anything to say? <laughs> but yet we do.
1: This is what happens when you get two old acquaintances together.
0: Cla- yes, classic old acquaintances. <laughs> well, just what a dream. Also, it's been now two weeks since my second dose. Ooh. So I, I have the, the protection of the second dose just in time for people to be like, hmm, should we be giving third doses? I
1: don't know. Fully protected baby. And then it's like uh, with a little asterisk next to it.
0: It's like, actually, I'm only like 40% protected from the Delta variant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's troubling.
0: Or like 43 or whatever. I'm not giving exact percentages. I don't want anyone to come at me.
1: <laughs> Remember back in January when we started this, we were like, I just want to be vaccinated now. It's like we're vaccinated, but we still have concerns.
0: Yeah, it's. I feel like it's like how people were like, oh, once 2020 is over, everything will be different. Mm-hmm. Once we're vaccinated, everything. Huh. Yeah. huh things aren't just completely different <laughs>
1: things just aren't better it's weird
0: weird and now there's all these tourists here and I'm like Ugh, get away from me
1: <laughs> didn't want them near you at the best of times but especially now
0: well and I moved to this city during the pandemic so Ooh. I don't know what it's like when it's overrun with tourists
1: that's a good point but
0: I don't like it
1: <laughs> yeah you've only had like quiet tourist free time
0: It was nice when they were gone like but the covid part was bad but like now they're still covid but they're here (laughs) this is the worst of both worlds doubly
1: bad (laughs) well we're off to a really positive start here
0: (laughs) yes but you know what i'm here i'm talking to my good friend Lindsay about a good episode of bojack horseman and maybe when this podcast's over everything will be okay.
1: <laughs> Let's hope so. All of our concerns will finally be put to rest. The world is fixed.
0: Yes, exactly. So I guess we should just jump right into the, the cold open.
1: Yeah, on that note.
0: <laughs> on that note. So it starts with like the the therapist being like your marriage is saved.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the same doctor, Dr. Janet or whatever, that was talking to mm-hmm. Diana Mr. Peanut Butter. She's like, when you first came into my office, I was like, oof, this marriage is not going to last. I love that.
0: <laughs> yes, but now it is saved. And so they get a certificate that says that the marriage is saved. Rabidowitz is like, all about his wife now. But then he gets a call from Vanessa Gecko and he has to take it.
1: He's like, I'm super committed to, like, being there for you all the time, and then, like, instantly jumps up to take his call.
0: And it's big news, huge news, the movie The Flight of Pegasus has lost their lead, so this could be a really big opportunity.
1: Mm -hmm. It's oodles of money calling. Do we accept the charges?
0: Why are they calling collect?
1: I don't know, but don't accept the charges, because we cannot afford it.
0: (laughs) But so he leaves to go to work, but he will be back before his wife goes into labor. That's the deal he's made. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, because I guess the last time we touched on their story, he had just found out she was pregnant.
0: And she is very pregnant. Mm -hmm. But they are both rabbits.
1: True. Yeah.
0: That's not something we always get in BoJack.
1: True. (laughs) conventional
0: exactly so then we also see princess carolyn finding out about the pegasus movie she thinks bojack would be the perfect pegasus rabidowitz and gecko want chuff hollister to do it it's a zebra who is a zebra that you think well we'll paint him white he'll say he's a horse Mm -hmm. and the rabidowitz says right before it goes into the credits we're going to get this role and you know why because we are the good (laughs) guys."
1: Yeah, it's good. Like they have a good back and forth of between like they're trying to say their guy is like young and like the new hotness, while Princess Carolyn is being like, yeah, and Bojack's like experienced and very, you know, what's the other word? I don't know, distinguished or something.
0: Yeah, and I didn't write it down. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, so Flight of the Pegasus is like some sort of YA like dystopian like trilogy. Yeah,
1: like, dystopian picture franchise. They're very excited.
0: It's not a real thing, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a song.
1: Oh. By whom?
0: By David Schaefer. It looks like it's like an orchestra. (laughs) Sit. There's also a fragrance oil. Oh. Does
1: it smell like a pegasus?
0: What does a pegasus smell like?
1: I mean, it could smell like anything. Rainbows? I guess that's a unicorn.
0: Unicorns are for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Indeed. <laughs> I think I'm so funny. <laughs> I agree. Aw, angel. <laughs> we then we go into the episode. Mm-hmm. So I have this kind of split into three sections, but I don't know if they make the most sense.
1: Yeah, I split it up too, and also have a note of like I don't know if this makes the most sense, but whatever, we can try it.
0: <laughs> so my here's my my game plan. I think we should talk about the Labrador Peninsula mm-hmm. because nothing bad ever happens there. Indeed. Then I think we should talk about just, like, I I have BoJack kind of his life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the stuff that's just BoJack, and then I have the agency battles, yes. and I feel like that's, like, the big story.
1: Yeah, I agree. Labrador Pen- Peninsula is certainly the most standalone.
0: Yes. Nothing bad could ever happen there.
1: No, just as in BoJack HorsePod, where nothing bad ever happens.
0: I think, actually, a lot of bad stuff has happened on this <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? You live. You learn. It's going to be fine. It's going
1: to be great. Just great.
0: <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens on the Labrador Peninsula. <laughs> okay, so Diana and Mr. Butter did say that they wanted to go to the Labrador Peninsula for the holidays.
1: True. That was when Diane was like really wasted still, right? And she was like, oh, when I like sober up from these drugs, I'm going to be mean again. But apparently she stuck to wanting to go to the Labrador Peninsula.
0: I mean... It- is there a real Labrador Peninsula, and can I go? Immediately. Like, just, what could be better? What, what could be better? Like, I can't even get out my words because I'm so excited about the concept of a peninsula of dogs.
1: A peninsula of dogs where nothing bad ever happens, because how could it?
0: <laughs> oh, so good.
1: I love how Mr. Peanut is like, keep an eye out for my brother. He's the one who looks like me.
0: Uh, she looks around, and they're all, like, pretty indistinguishable. <laughs> yeah. But Mr. Peanut Butter's brother is Captain Peanut Butter. Mm-hmm. And Todd calls while they're waiting for Captain. And it turns out Cabra Cadabra had a huge holiday season, and New Year's Eve is going to be even better.
1: Yeah, but shouldn't they tap into this untapped market of safe spaces for men now?
0: Well, yeah. So it turns out there's a huge market for safe spaces for women. But what if they make their safe space for women available to men? Mhm. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Todd does not understand the assignment and this is why we need Emily to still be there because Emily would have been like, "What? No!"
1: True. I didn't even think about that. She clearly would have put a stop to this nonsense.
0: She would have said, "Uh, no. Men are creeps." Mm-hmm.
1: Missing Just the, the word. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I also enjoyed one point where Mr. Peanutbutter's like, I'm loving that segue, Todd. You are a conversational Magellan. And then Todd hangs up and he's like, no goodbye? Well, he's a conversational Amelia Earhart.
0: <laughs> what kind of conversational historical figure do you aspire to be?
1: Oh, man. Who else do we have who's like a good historical figure who's not problematic?
0: It's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, none of the dudes. <laughs> Amelia Earhart seems good because then I could just ghost out of conversations.
0: You're going to start just ghosting?
1: Yeah, just disappear. My grandmother was a big conversational Amelia Earhart. She'd be like, oh, I need you to like bring me this thing. And then she would just hang up on you. You're like, OK. Oh,
0: very imperial.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No nonsense. No waiting around.
0: <laughs> OK, I like that. She doesn't have time to wait around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then she's just like, I just trust that you'll do my thing that I told you to do
0: i respect it
1: yeah respect the move
0: it's a power move and i it's a powerful play i for like sure. it
1: what about you which one do you want to be
0: see this is the problem we're like so i'm gonna take what are my conversational traits and then who, who do they apply to because mm-hmm. like i'm annoying <laughs> i don't know when to shut up i want to talk way more than anyone else wants to talk like <laughs> i don't know i'm a demon <laughs>
1: I don't think you're any of those things.
0: That's because you're also a podcaster. <laughs> because
1: you're also a snow goblin.
0: <laughs> I'm a real conversational snow goblin. <laughs> I just I like calling I like the idea of calling people Magellan. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've lo- gone so far off <laughs> God's path now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yes. Where were we? <laughs>
0: okay, so we find out Diane has never met Mr. Peanut Butter's family, which I feel like is wild because they're married.
1: That's the thing. Like, it seems like they were together for a while. They've been, like, living together for a long time. Then they got married. So, like, it seems like a long time never to have gone there and for them not to have visited either.
0: Yeah, like, it's just very strange. But we meet Captain Peanut Butter. He jumps on Mister Peanut Butter and like tackles him and is like, because they're they're playing like dogs. Mm-hmm.
1: What is this? A flashback uh, episode?
0: Not that. <laughs> and then Diane goes to hug him and he's like, "No, you're in the family." And then tackles her.
1: <laughs> she still has a broken arm too.
0: Yeah, it's not the best time to be tackling Diane. She also like just had an abortion, yeah, like pretty recently. I feel like she could use some rest and not be tackled by a much larger dog. Mm -hmm. Captain Peanut Butter, though, do you know who voices him?
1: (laughs) Do I ever? (laughs) Weird Al.
0: What a strange thing
1: (laughs) yeah very strange I was an enormous Weird Al fan as a child because I was a huge loser however (laughs) I was gonna
0: say you shouldn't tell people
1: that (laughs) (laughs) no I can I can I can own up to it that being said he played at the Ottawa Blues Fest one time probably like I don't know five years ago or something and he was playing when I was there and it was actually an incredibly fun concert I will say
0: that. (laughs) Why was he playing at the blues fest
1: their blues fest is like very inappropriately named in that very few of the acts are actually blues related like at that same year i'm pretty sure drake was there what yeah it's truly baffling you can just go and just see like any number of acts that you would never expect to be there foo fighters have done it before what yeah great big c was there once
0: they gotta <laughs> change the name of this this is not okay yeah
1: no it's false advertising
0: i don't care for this. <laughs> Anyways, of course, Weird Al, very famous mm-hmm. for his parody songs. Yes, indeed. I, I don't think there's anything else you have to say, Bo Weird Al is there.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think Bo Burnham, what did he call himself recently? It's like the millennial Weird Al or something.
0: Yeah, but like, I don't think that Bo Burnham is like Weird Al because Bo Burnham writes original songs. <laughs> so does Weird Weird Al. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I don't care about Weird Al's original songs. I care about, like, his their cover songs where he just changes the words. That's not an original song. Also and that's all. original song Yeah, but I don't care about his original songs. They are meaningless to me. They mean nothing to me. I don't care. I don't like Weird Al, and I like Bo Burnham, so I refuse I the premise. I also think
1: that the comparison was more apt before Bo Burnham became someone where his stuff is, like, very powerful now.
0: Yeah, before he's making me fucking cry in the middle of his Netflix special. Oh, my God. I know.
1: So bad, but so good. Truly incredible Demon.
0: yeah see this is a pro Bo Burnham podcast and I'm sorry maybe you used to really like Weird Al because you were a big loser I was a big lo- I was a big loser too and I never cared about Weird Al I just thought it was stupid yeah. so
1: yeah no I-, I have respect for him
0: Well, he did a great job being the voice actor for Captain Peanut Butter. Yes, undeniably. So at least there's one redeeming quality. (laughs) Is that a hot take? Like, am I going to, is like Sam Stanish going to come at us on Twitter for this? I
1: don't think it's that hot a take. I feel like not every, he's not for everyone. He does have a long and storied career.
0: Sam, Sam Stanish got mad at us the other day. By what? Oh, because we didn't know about BD Wong.
1: (laughs) He's kind of a BD. It
0: was a BD, (laughs) I guess. And then, yeah, I replied, we don't know anyone. We are stupid. Like, we don't, Kirsten and Lindsay don't know things and you found out. Like, leave us alone. Yeah,
1: how are you just discovering this after, like, how many episodes have we done here? Like, 30.
0: Like, we don't know who anyone is. It's part of our charm. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yes, totally. We're so charming. I think our um, humility is another part of our charm.
0: Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> And we admit it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So Captain is there. And they're driving in the car. Mr. Butter has his head out the window. And then there's like an adder. And it's like, and remember, nothing bad ever happens on the Labrador Peninsula.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like super idyllic as they're driving along. Like all these little families playing together. And like everyone's happy. And it's very, very charming.
0: Yeah. What do you think this area is supposed to be based off of in like human land?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to be just any like super quaint rural little town where people are like really annoying about how idyllic it is i don't know do you have a place in mind
0: wait there's there's a place called the labrador peninsula what (laughs) it's a real place where is it it's in canada oh probably in labrador it's bound by the Hudson Bay to the west, the Hudson Street to the north, the Labrador <laughs> Sea to the east, and the like Gulf of St. Lawrence to the southeast. It's the it's a, Quebec Labrador Peninsula. Yeah, it's
1: just Labrador of Newfoundland and Labrador. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's called the Labrador Peninsula.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It has
0: the Wikipedia page. Oh, my God.
1: Incredible. Yeah.
0: So they're in Canada. <laughs> so Mr. Peanut Butter's Canadian.
1: There you Done. go. It's, it's settled.
0: Thoughts? Hilarious. I think it looked
1: very summery for Labrador. I think the weather up there is not so. Well, good. yeah. I
0: think it's. Ba- I think it's based off of like its name is after this, mm-hmm. but then the physical location of it, like, because in my mind, I was like, oh, it kind of was giving me like summer in like Cape Cod type mm-hmm. vibes, but like it's obviously winter. But like, this is a cartoon, so they can make anything <laughs> whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yes, very large Labrador Peninsula. I too am looking at the Wikipedia page.
0: Yeah, it's it's big. <laughs>
1: 1.4 million square kilometers.
0: It has it's it's a subarctic climate though. Mm,
1: yeah. Not so idyllic.
0: But it has some mountain ranges. Oh, well. <laughs> it looks beautiful i like how in the article it's like prior to european arrival and i'm like no (laughs) you can't say it like that
1: prior to colonization
0: i'm gonna can i edit this wikipedia page right now
1: probably i don't know how to do that
0: i'm doing it (laughs) i'm gonna do it and then you need to tell me if you see it change okay okay I changed it. Refresh the page. Okay. No, it didn't change. I think it has to be reviewed. It is there prior to colonization. Yes. I'm taking
1: a screenshot. Yes. <laughs> prior to colonization, incredible. Good for you.
0: I am a hero, basically. No, I'm. I now I have to go through to every Wikipedia page and change European arrival to colonization.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing. All right. Well, now we have a screenshot for the inevitable tweet
0: perfect <laughs> love that for myself and <laughs> us and for anyone who's gonna read the wikipedia page for the labrador peninsula i also feel like that's probably not a often edited page
1: but i would agree so i don't imagine this is gonna get changed but i think it's
0: gonna stay <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: this page was last edited on august 14th that's me that was you
0: oh my god and it was like category for change it just said history and i was like yes that's right that's,
1: that's correct, correct.
0: <laughs> okay so Captain calls children little miracles because mm-hmm. he has his two nephews.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well,
0: it, Captain's children, Mr. Peanut Butter's nephew.
1: Yeah, they, they're like, Uncle Mister, Uncle Mister.
0: <laughs> and this is where it's clear that, like, Captain is his name, not his rank.
1: Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> Just like Mr. <laughs> it's not his, like, salutation.
0: Yeah, it's very. Fa- oh, his name is Mr. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was very funny, but he calls children little miracles, but then gets like the minute Mr. Peanut Butter walks away, Captain Peanut Butter gets very dark and he's like, well, one day they'll die just like us. Do you believe in the soul, Diane? Mm-hmm.
1: like, life is precious.
0: And she's like, Ugh. so of course we get a scene of her alone with Mr. Peanut Butter, and she's like, Did you tell Captain about the abortion?
1: Yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter's like, no, should I have?
0: And it's like, well, he said some like really weird stuff earlier. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And Mister is is just like oh he's just razzing you he's all bark no bite that's a Labrador saying I guess it would be like he's all talk and no shooting you with an automatic rifle. <laughs>
1: it's like is that what you think humans do? Am I wrong?
0: <laughs> Americans do shoot each other a lot.
1: Did you note the photo in the room of like Mister and Captain Peanut Butter with the like hanging fish?
0: I chose not to perceive it. <laughs> There was also, like, a banner over the picture in this scene, and I also chose not to perceive that.
1: Yeah, I think it was, like, a uh, welcome home, Mr. Peanut Butter," and then it was, like, also I have a Groupon or something like that.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, this one was like, like you know, when people hold up like giant fish. In this case, they were holding the giant fish and it was just like a human fish looking confused.
0: That makes me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, yeah,
1: I thought it would. What do you
0: think the dating app pictures are like in this world? Because obviously <laughs> like m- the fish again would be like human fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so, like fish babies, because I feel like people are always with like small fish. Oh, God.
0: This is a really dark side yeah. to this world. Or maybe it's just like a beautiful land where men aren't posting pictures of the fish.
1: Imagine. Just I, imagine.
0: That doesn't seem right to me, but like... <laughs> it's not I, any
1: reality I can actually <laughs> picture existing. I
0: would like to see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would love to.
0: So they also have their new beers for the new years. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Very clever. Um,
0: I liked that a lot. And Todd calls Mr. Peanut Butter again. While Mr. Peanut Butter's on the phone with Todd talking about how men are loving these sexy lady chauffeurs, <laughs> but that the drivers are now complaining about the passengers. Oh, and also a growing number of passengers are rating drivers based on bang ability. So the <laughs> more homely drivers are not getting as good of ratings anymore.
1: Yeah, they're calling it a quote, hostile sexiocracy.
0: <laughs> and Mr. Peanut Butter says, well, our first, like, thing is to make a safe space for women so if our women aren't feeling comfortable we'll just replace them with women who do <laughs> to whale
1: world
0: yeah to whale world yeah but while that conversation's happening captain and Diana are alone and he's like do you ever look up at the stars and think that they are tiny holes in the sky and suddenly you can't breathe
1: <laughs> it's like it's cruel to let people love you because you're promising one day you'll break their hearts
0: she's like cool fire pit <laughs> so uncomfortable it's bad. It's really bad. And Diane is like, M- Mr. Peanut Butter. I think you need to talk to Captain. Like, I think something's going on.
1: Like, imagine this is the first time that you're meeting your spouse's family and they're being like, do you ever feel like there's like a hole inside of you and you're like damaged and also like life is precious and everyone's just gonna die someday
0: it's a lot i uh, i don't i do not know how i would handle that yeah
1: yeah it's a little intense mr or captain
0: captain's a bit much mm-hmm. but mr peanut butter's like mm, no like he would talk to me if there was something going on and Diane's like no like i think he's hiding something
1: Mm-hmm. mr peanut butter gets and... like pretty pissed like you don't know him better than me like drop it
0: He's like, just cause you have a shitty relationship with your family doesn't mean that everyone has like this much drama. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, Mr. Peanut Butter, you didn't have to lash out like that. Yeah.
1: And he very quickly is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just need to go for a walk. But like, still, that's a pretty low blow.
0: Not great. Um, but he goes outside and he sees Captain by the fire and he's like, Hey, is there something going on? Like you could tell me And Captain's like, I think you should take a seat he's like oh no i don't want to he's like sit
1: (laughs) mr peanut butter sit
0: so he sits and we find out that captain has a twisted spleen
1: Mm -hmm. it's not fatal
0: everything's fine but they do have to run some tests
1: yeah Um, mr peanut butter is very worried about this
0: well it sounds bad
1: yeah yeah He's like how can you be sure that everything's gonna be okay and then captain peanut butter gives this like tragic line about like one day you're gonna have to be the captain
0: which doesn't make sense based on their names yeah. <laughs> being their titles, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Peanut Butter says, "What is this? A very special episode?" And they start laughing, and then it goes into howling mm-hmm. at the moon.
1: Yeah, and then he goes back and to now... bed to find Diane, and she just gives him a little cuddle. I do like that he like spins around in circles and like gives a sad little whine.
0: Yeah just Okay. Also, according to PetMD.com, a twisted spleen should be considered a surgical emergency in a dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal, I think. And it happens so, kind of often that they get like twisted somethings.
0: It, yeah. It says that it can happen slowly or grad. Like it can happen like slowly over time or it can occur suddenly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but, so you should get that taken care of.
0: Yeah, it's they're rarely affected by this, but when it does occur, it most commonly is seen in large breed, deep chested dogs like German Shepherds, Standard Poodles, and Great Danes. But I think Captain looked like he had a, a pretty deep chest.
1: He looked very barrel chested.
0: Yeah, and it's also interesting. One of the symptoms is an abdominal mass, and it does look like Captain has like a little, like protruding belly. There
1: you go, Mr. Peanut Butter, famously is very, very jacked.
0: He keeps it tight. Keeps
1: it tight. <laughs> Exactly.
0: We, 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 but knew he keeps it tight. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about BoJack. Let's do it. So at the start of the episode, Bojack is on the phone with Sarah Lynn, who is driving while painting her toenails, which <laughs> is one of the most risky maneuvers I've seen in quite some time.
1: <laughs> she's not doing her a good job. She's like all over her toes, so she's not really pretending to like be focusing on. Well, this.
0: yeah, I think when you're painting your toenails and driving, you're not driving well, and you're not painting your toenails well. <laughs> like it's a bad idea. Yeah,
1: yeah, agreed. When's the last time we saw Sarah Lynn? It's been a while.
0: Oh, it the, has the, the been. Funeral? Um, and uh, yeah, I think it might have been that, that heist. Yeah, right. Heist episode. Mm-hmm. So she asks Bojack if she got the call from Brad about Ethan Around, which is a, a proposed spinoff of and Around that revolves around Ethan, who I think is the worst character after Goober.
1: Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> you don't want to call it Ethan Around. It's like such
0: a terrible, terrible name. It's so bad. And Sarah Lynn's like, when he asked me, I asked if he could also put a bullet in my brain. Because that would be a better career move. We also find out that she has been clean and sober for eight months because she heard if you stop doing drugs for a while, the first time you do them again, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, Botek's like super impressed. But then when she says that, he's like, "Oh my god, just stay sober." And she's like, "Ugh, we know when you're ready to party."
0: Yeah, literally.
1: Then <laughs> Botek's just like, "Well, that's troubling."
0: Yeah, because she gets in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> so you just hear the sound of a car accident. is like, "Oh, well, that's troubling." Yeah. <laughs> But he's upset that he's been left out of Ethan around. So he calls Brad at Brad's, like, hardware store. Mm-hmm. And it's he's truly just calling because he's upset at being left out. He does not want to do this.
1: Yeah. And Anna's there. And she's just like, don't call. Like, why would you do this? And he's like, I'm doing it anyway.
0: And he does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Brad takes this as Bojack being like all in. And now that there's a big star on the project, he could probably get funding. So he's going to fly straight to L.A. because like he had always told everyone that he didn't need like the trappings of fame. And uh, he was happy with his small life in his like hardware store. But the sitcom stage is his home.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like, I miss the thrill of telling a joke and having it land. And Bojack goes, is that a thrill you experienced?
0: (laughs) Ugh, brutal. Mm hmm. We do get Bojack at a bar with Brad, mm-hmm. and Brad's like, "I bought a house in Sherman Oaks. I have to finalize it by midnight tonight."
1: Yeah, it's gonna go through, and then like, as soon as midnight happens or whatever, like that's two million dollars gone.
0: And Bojack's like, "Oh, I don't know," like, because the big thing with Bojack is like he doesn't want to do it, but he doesn't want to tell Brad he doesn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, and like as soon as he hangs up the phone, initially he turns to Anna and he's like, "Why'd you let me call him?" He's like, uh-oh, I don't want to do this. He offers a million excuses, and Brad's just like, don't worry. Like, oh, nothing is insurmountable as long as you want to do it.
0: He's like, yeah, I want to. This, And, and he is, like, begging Princess Carolyn to tell him, like, no, you can't do it, so that mm-hmm. he can just be like, sorry.
1: Yeah, he's like, I pay you to destroy people for me so that I don't have to do it.
0: And she's like, just tell him you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Then we are at Bojack's house. It's like a party. All the sexy orcas are there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is my house full of sexy orcas?
0: They're the new drivers.
1: hmm Yeah, because they're the ones that are going to, they're not going to feel uncomfortable around creepy men.
0: See, I feel like he could just have two businesses. One where sexy ladies drive men around and one where like women drive women around just so that they feel safe.
1: hmm I think this is very wise.
0: Like, I think that could just be two different businesses.
1: Yeah, probably both would be very successful.
0: Yeah, he'd make a lot of money. hmm But Brad shows up to the party with champagne for his real friends, because that's what Bojack is, a real friend.
1: Yeah. There's also, like, a brief awkward moment where Bojack asks Todd, like, oh, where's Emily? And he's like, oh, she didn't feel comfortable here. And Bojack's just like, oh, well, I don't care. Like, just completely blows it off.
0: Yeah. It'll But Anna steps in. And she destroys Brad for <laughs> Bojack. Like he doesn't want to do your show. Pack your bags and go home. You have no talent and I am forgetting your face as I look at it.
1: <laughs> totally ruthless, Romana.
0: It was beautiful and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, the house! I need to cancel it and then he drops his phone in the bog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot it was in a bog. <laughs> uh,
0: how could you forget a bog? Come on. <laughs> And that's because uh, like the, the rest of it, even the rest of BoJack, I feel it goes with the agency battles. I agree.
1: So we can start there, I guess.
0: That's right. So Princess Carolyn pitches BoJack for the pe- the Pegasus role. Mm-hmm. And Anna says, this is great. We can show that he's more than just an actor. He's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Do we have an offer on this? And Princess Carolyn says, I'll get it, Kalamata. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get your pita in a wad
0: so rude so rude
1: and, and there's also a line from Bojack where he's like oh good like I won't have to do the horse and around reboot thing if I do this And it's like I can't hurt Bradley I'm like a father to him by which I mean I slept with his mom
0: and Princess Carolyn's like gross and she he's she he's like no I slept with her when she was young before she was gross
1: <laughs> like don't worry it's not gross
0: Bojack it's still gross you know mm-hmm. <laughs> stop that yeah And we find out we have a bit of a boon, because Princess Carolyn's old assistant, Laura, is the assistant for David Pinter, who is, like, the the person heading up this project.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can put in a good word for BoJack, because Princess Carolyn, you were always there for me, and you put in a good word for me when I was trying to get promoted.
0: Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. you cue that up. But first, she's like, oh, I'm just an assistant. And Princess Carolyn's, like, gives her, like, a full speech.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, assistants are everything, and in this economy, the only true power is information, and you can do it. It was a really good speech. It was very good. She's like, oh my God, did you just like come up with that off the dome? <laughs>
0: she didn't say off the dome.
1: No, but I love it because you said it.
0: <laughs> One time I said One off time. the dome, and it changed your life forever. <laughs> it really tickled me. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> we also find out that Charlie Weatherspoon our little tree frog friend mm-hmm. wants to merge agencies yeah, with g and Bigger. Princess Carolyn. He says, being a boss is really hard. <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> I would have gone to her directly, but sometimes she yells at me and I don't like being yelled at.
1: <laughs> like I've been doing a pretty good job, A-minus or B+. <laughs> Oh, my God. Your impression's so good.
0: I, I don't know why I can, like, kind of do this one.
1: You can really tap into the essence of Charlie Witherspoon.
0: I think I just understand being, like, a whiny, like, <laughs> brat who is... With um, sticky hands. Like, with sticky hands. I also, like... Have we ever talked about the fact that Charlie Witherspoon is voiced by Raphael bob Waksberg? <laughs>
1: I don't think we have. So what you're saying is, if we ever get him on the pod, we can get the two of you to do impressions no, but of No, that's the,
0: that's the blast thing we need. I feel like people hate that.
1: Oh, yeah, it'd be terrible, truly. But we got to try whatever we can get to get him on here.
0: Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't whiny enough. It's fine. But yeah, we we we've t- obviously talked about RP Dub many times, but we've never talked about how he is Charlie Witherspoon.
1: That's hilarious. I never knew that.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's a whole thing. Yeah. Good job, RP Dub.
1: <laughs> We're proud of you.
0: Cuz Charlie Witherspoon's one of my favorite voices on the show by far. He's you so have- funny.
1: Always loved him.
0: <laughs> I love his sticky hands. Uh-huh.
1: From the very first moment that we encountered him, you were you were smitten.
0: He had me at hello.
1: <laughs> Which I believe was,
0: my hands are very sticky. Yeah, that was pretty good, too.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Do you think this is funny for anyone else or just for us?
1: Who knows? I feel like we're both running <laughs> on limited sleep. It's <laughs> like, we're so funny.
0: <laughs> I mean, we are, but like... Maybe this moment's not uh, yeah. the, the best we've I'm ever leaving done. it fully intact. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, Rabinowitz and Gecko are like, we've got to use the tools that we have to get this role for Chuff Hollister. That's right. <laughs> and so they are going to fool Princess Carolyn. And so they are tr- going to use Kelsey to- mm-hmm. so that Bojack will be out of the project.
1: Yeah, they're like, we need something to distract her. Like, Does anyone have a laser pointer?
0: <laughs> I mean, that would work. Yeah. But so Kelsey meets with Bojack, and obviously Kelsey and Bojack haven't spoken. Yeah. Because he was never able to get in touch with her in the Underwater episode.
1: True, yeah. And Bojack's like, oh, I'm surprised you wanted to see me. And she's like, I never want to see anyone again.
0: And I felt that so deeply in my soul. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And
0: so she has the the options on a book called Jelly Bell, which is about a girl who really likes jelly beans.
1: That's the whole and thing. She, That's the whole movie.
0: And she gets in a fight with her dad about it. That's it. It's small and it's interesting. And Bojack's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm going to do this Pegasus thing. And she's like, are you just going to do stupid bullshit for the rest of your life?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because you mean for work or just in general?
0: And again, I felt that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very deeply.
0: He brings, she calls the Pegasus thing a unicorn and he says, it's a Pegasus. Unicorns are for babies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good um, line from Kelsey. She's like, if you do this movie, you'll get to work with the director who actually sees you like very effective.
0: She does good work. And it makes me really mad that Rabidowitz and Gecko like fully manipulated Kelsey too.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, because like this option's going to expire at midnight and she's like, Oh, I need someone who's like a big enough star to draw in money. They really screw with her.
0: And she says, oh, also, how's your friend with the face? Is he still getting into scrapes, a little scamp? <laughs> Tell him I said hi. <laughs> I loved that. I love how much he loves Todd's face. Mm-hmm. She loves Todd's face. And so Bojack wants to do Jelly Bell. Mm-hmm. And Anna says, hey, it's an opportunity to show that he's more than a movie star. He's an actor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just like, I worked all day to get you the Pegasus movie because you want to show he's not just an
0: actor. He's a star. <laughs> And it's like, they're not going to make any money on Jelly Bell. And Bojack's like, yeah, but money doesn't matter. And it obviously does to Princess Carolyn because her firm has not made the money that it needed to make this year.
1: Mm-hmm. So they're going to see if he can do both.
0: They're going to they're gonna try. Yeah. Princess Carolyn, like, got them in for Pegasus, though.
1: Yeah, and Laura's like, yep, he's in. He's got it. And then Judah's like, uh, I worry that you're, like, getting a little too close to the sun here.
0: Because Vanessa Gecko's on line, too. And Princess Karen's like, put that bitch on the line.
1: Yeah. And she's like demanding more money. Like, if you want her to do this, want Bojack to do this movie, you're going to have to match the Pegasus money, which is like truly impossible for Yeah,
0: Kelsey. She's like, Bojack would love to do the movie, but you have to work around his Pegasus schedule. And if you can't work around the Pegasus schedule, you have to pay him as much.
1: Mm-hmm. You're like, obviously, it you is, can't do
0: that. It is a big maneuver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she's really overplaying here. (laughs) As Vanessa says, like you're overplaying your hands. I was clearly establishing a poker metaphor and you've changed it to a game of chicken.
0: And it is a game of chicken. But Mm -hmm. Rabidowitz has found an old email. Yeah. So they now this is their like checkmate moment. (laughs) And (laughs) Well done. (laughs) And so but then now Candy is in labor. Oh Katie. katie but why does it <laughs> say candy on imdb because I, I have it written as katie and then like, imdb said candy so i was like oh i guess it's candy
1: <laughs> maybe they mistook it for the jelly belly
0: <laughs> how dare they do this to me because i have it in my notes as katie and then i was like oh i guess i'm just stupid and wrong
1: <laughs> believe in yourself
0: <laughs> oh my god anyways katie is voiced by Alison Bree.
1: yes that's right
0: how dare IMDb do this to me? I was like, I guess I'm wrong and dumb. <laughs> no, Annoying. Correct and perfect. Ugh, n- well, not quite because I then trusted IMDb. <laughs> so Vanessa Geck is like, go, go. Family comes first. And Rabidowitz runs away going, thank you. You make me stronger, which was pretty cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very good.
0: So we find out that the email was Princess Carolyn emailing not to promote Laura. She's too good of an assistant.
1: Yeah, and Laura, like, put in the good word because she was like, oh, I know you, like, put in a good word for me, and really, she did not.
0: And so Vanessa Gecko shows this email to Laura. Laura calls Princess Carolyn. Is like, I'm really sorry. He's out. Like, sorry, I did everything I could.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like Princess Carolyn allegedly did everything she could.
0: Very sad. Yeah, very sad, but also, like, see why'd you do that
1: and she like doubles down so hard she's like yeah i put in such a good word for you you were the best like so she she really lies pretty hard here
0: a big liar lying lie face and then kelsey calls bojack and is like why does princess carolyn keep asking for more money and like now i've lost my option like the movie's done
1: Mm -hmm. bojack's like what i don't understand and then he's like this line from kelsey where she's like next time like break someone's heart all at once and not in pieces
0: not by inches it's easier for everyone that way yeah
1: so Bojack's like legitimately confused by this
0: well yeah because he didn't say to do this
1: yeah and he actually wanted to do that movie
0: this is one of those situations where Bojack's not the bad
1: guy yeah (laughs) one of those rare occasions
0: like I, I don't know it's weird now it's midnight Princess Carolyn is in a bad mood Judah is trying to be very professional and PC's like no like this is not the time
1: hmm yeah and she's like and also cut your beard i mean he's like wait like actually though
0: yeah he's like i'm really sorry if i'm like not coming across as professional Judah's just like such a sweet angel
1: mm-hmm. yeah be nice to judah
0: like how dare you remember when you wrote, signed the card that said that you were proud of him go back to that <laughs> yes exactly
1: the card that he wrote <laughs>
0: And then Princess Carolyn's like, no, you're perfect. Everyone is perfect except for me. hmm But she just doesn't want to hear about how her business is in trouble at midnight on New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah. So she just like watches the fireworks and ignores a call from Bojack.
0: Yeah. And Judah says, happy New Year, Princess Carolyn. Yeah. Then the episode ends with Rabbitowitz and Katie and their seven babies. So many
1: babies.
0: They're rabbits. It's what rabbits do. Mm-hmm. They got Pegasus. They got everything they wanted, and Robidowitz says, "Wow, everything worked out." You gotta love a happy ending. You have to I love to I, see and it. And I, I, I do kind of hate this, just because like when Robidowitz says at the start, like we're gonna get this role because we're the good guys, and then at the end he's like, "Oh, happy ending." I'm like, "But you're not the good guys. Like <laughs> you're bad. bad guys. You're the bad guys." Mm-hmm. Although, like, honestly, me- Princess
1: Carolyn came across looking not great no. in this one.
0: She- Princess Carolyn is a good guy, and I refuse to hear anything else about that. How dare you?
1: <laughs> She's definitely the good guy.
0: She's the good guy in my heart.
1: Bam! Yeah, happy so. ending for these guys.
0: It's just, I, I, I just don't like them having good things.
1: Yeah, agreed. Ugh. Seven babies is a thing they have.
0: Yeah, so that's a lot of freaking babies. That's a lot. <laughs> it's too many
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the episode we that's did it. it
1: yeah there was one thing I made a couple notes of things I noticed in the background and one of my favorites was that in the therapist's office at the very beginning there's a poster on the wall that's like how to share feel react spill obfuscate bottle unbottle rebottle, reflect and repeat
0: that's a lot
1: <laughs> yeah I like the bottle unbottle rebottle
0: that doesn't sound healthy
1: <laughs> yeah sounds relatable though we got some feedback from our beloved sarah okay yes who would you rather see as pegasus and why is it chuff
0: see here's the thing chuff looks young and hot and he's either australian or from new zealand or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think it would be way funnier if the lead in a ya dystopian movie is like an old man (laughs) I just, the view of it being BoJack is so funny to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes, like, not, not typecasting for the role.
0: Like, I just think it's very funny. Like, think about if you're watching, like, Twilight and Edward <laughs> is played by, like, Danny DeVito.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I would love that.
0: <laughs> and he's, like, supposed to be a high school student. <laughs>
1: Yes, oh my god, genius. Or like,
0: in the Hunger Games, if Katniss was played by ca- esteemed character actress Margot Martin.
1: <laughs> yes, perfection.
0: I, I like the idea of just sticking someone like very old into a role that should be played by like a child.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Sarah also says, as Sarah Lynn suggested, I would definitely watch Sabrina around over Ethan around. He was the middle kid. Who does he think he is? If Horsin' Around is meant to be like Full House, how do you think a reboot a la Fuller House would do?
0: Well, I think it depends on the reboot. Like, can they get Sarah Lynn? Yeah. Because I, I never watched Fuller House, but I believe that it has suffered because they don't have Michelle.
1: Yes, I think that is true. I also didn't watch it.
0: They could have, at the time when they did that, they probably could have gotten the third Olsen. But now she's too famous. Oh,
1: Elizabeth Olsen.
0: Elizabeth Olsen. I see
1: what you're saying. Yes. She's way too famous.
0: Yeah, but I think at the time when they started Fuller House, they maybe could have gotten her. But now she's way too famous.
1: Mm, Definitely. Sarah says, the Labrador Peninsula is a real place in Canada, right? Is this confirmation that Mr. Peanut Butter is Canadian? Yes, we have confirmed that. Yes,
0: we have confirmed. They've changed the climate a little bit, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. So we're not going to talk about how Mr. Peanut Butter's first name is Mr. We did.
0: We d- oh, we did.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. She said, I we rel- just
0: couldn't until it came up. That's right.
1: I relate to Charlie. I also don't like being yelled at, and that is something people should know.
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. Bojack should obviously take the Jelly Belly movie. I mean, he has a ton of money just from residuals, probably.
0: Yeah, but Princess Carolyn. yeah but wouldn't princess carolyn be getting like a percentage of bojack's stuff so then she should be okay from like, yeah. the jewels
1: yeah i mean it sounds like she would like the pegasus one because it's more of like a quick injection of money but yeah the whole cabra-cadabra side plot is so white men failing upward that it hurts
0: That's Todd often is a white man paling upward.
1: 100%. (laughs) Couldn't PC have just claimed that the email was doctored? It isn't like it would be that hard to fake it. She doesn't know that that's why, though.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. If she knew, she could be like, what are you talking about? That's not what I said.
1: Yeah. But Laura's just like, he just didn't get it. I did everything I could. So she doesn't know that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, no, am I a carb face nobody? I need to get Anna to cancel all my social engagements. That's all I got for this one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you, Sarah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, so, Sarah. So
1: so reliable.
0: She really is.
1: And we have a new five star review. What
0: what? What? <laughs> 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 Alright,
1: this one is from WH Jester. And the subject on it is bra pew pew. I downloaded iTunes just to say how incredible this podcast is. Great Bojack takes and incredible tangents. So thank you jester
0: thanks jester yeah love it oh what a dream thanks for downloading itunes for us
1: you'll be shocked to know we don't have any new reviews from canada
0: yeah i'm floored
1: if we know anyone from the labrador peninsula
0: <laughs> if you are listening from the labrador peninsula please please send us a five-star review
1: yes and if you're listening and from if you're not <laughs> yeah
0: if you're not listening from the labrador peninsula send us a five-star review
1: yeah We'd come love on to see it. <laughs>
0: So we do have some some Twitter stuff. So of course, again, as I said, Sam Sandish was like, Y'all don't know BD Wong. <laughs> Matt Gagan jumped in to say I was appalled. Oh, my God.
1: It's no BD, guys.
0: I jumped, in, I jumped in and said, listen, Lindsay and Kirsten don't know things, and you found out. And then Sam said, the way one of the hosts, I won't know, name names, went on to not know Nicole Byer. Oh, my
1: God. So and cool. I said, at
0: least the other knew her instantly.
1: Yes. Good for you, And Kristen.
0: Matt said, imagine hearing that beautiful voice and not immediately knowing who it is. I, I know. Could never. I know. Okay. I
1: went back Bye. and watched that scene. I was like, oh, yeah, that's undeniably Nicole Byer.
0: Yeah, that's right. You went back.
1: I did. Yeah.
0: Av also felt that the description to our episode about brap, brap, pew, pew, I've decided to say it like <laughs> really nerdy moving forward. I think it's funnier. He said it was extremely misleading. We were promised a panel of white men. <laughs> to which you said, good point. There really is an absence of podcasts hosted by white dudes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're right. And Av said, as a white dude who hosts multiple podcasts, I have to agree. <laughs> Yesterday, I did tweet out that we were going to talk about this episode, and the only feedback we got was Sarah saying, I already sent mine in. Enjoy. (laughs) And we did.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're overlooking this tweet that I'm looking at now, where Jewel said that my brat brat pew pew was pretty good.
0: (laughs) And I said, don't lie to her. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. You could not be the next Sextina. How dare you? Also, I did th- realize. So, as I, I mentioned, I was back in season one of BoJack about a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and sixteen Aquafina is fourteen in 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 season one of BoJack, so that means she's seventeen. <laughs> so she's gonna be a teen mom
1: true yeah yeah because like I guess we see her initially when they're talking about Sarah Lynn and how she's 30 now and it's like the new hotness is 16 Aquafina and 16 is like oh I like grew up on her music but she's old and no one cares about her anymore or something right? yeah, yeah
0: exactly and she's 14
1: yeah I didn't remember her being 14
0: <laughs> yeah I blocked it out because it's very troubling to me it is so. quite troubling
1: yeah oh well yeah she is 17
0: yeah so teen mom
1: mm-hmm well there you go
0: kind of iconic <laughs> but that's that's all i've got from the twitterverse yeah but your brap was bad so. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> how dare you when you uh, initially heard it you were like that was pretty good
0: i think i lied to you to, <laughs> to, to help you guard your feelings
1: oh well you're certainly not worried about that now
0: now i don't care about your feelings <laughs>
1: Your feelings mean nothing to me.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I wouldn't go that far.
1: Unacceptable.
0: But yeah, I I think that's everything. Is there anything else? That's it. Well, if people want to be part of the conversation next time, they can email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. They can tweet at us at Bojack Horse Pod. They can fill in our Google form, which is still our pinned tweet. We're not on summer vacation anymore, but it's still nice to, you know, watch ahead, put in your questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that just nice? And as well, please leave us five star reviews on iTunes, especially if you are in Canada. Mm-hmm. It just hurts that we are a Canadian podcast being be- completely betrayed by our like fan base
1: mm-hmm. our home base
0: our home like our homeland like we're your hometown heroes and you're not giving us a five-star review <laughs> it's just rude so rude but don't worry you can hear more from both of us uh, Lindsay, what do you got going on
1: yeah the day that this comes out will be the day that i am on another one of those rhap survivor top 40 countdown episodes talking all about survivor micronesia so check that out and also That's the Simpsons so then and now is another thing. <laughs>
0: and the Simpsons then and now. I can't but look at you third time on the re- on the countdown.
1: I know, right? The three peat I am truly shocked, but very delighted.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not a three peat
1: Oh. Well, you do lots of big brother stuff, so
0: it's been a minute. But yes, if people want to hear more from me, a week ago Brian Scalley and I talked about Survivor China with Rob. I'm sure it was great. It hasn't happened yet <laughs> I for us sure recording. It was great. But once this comes out, it will have happened a week ago. So I'm assuming it was amazing and iconic and you should go back and listen to that as well. Love Island USA has wrapped up. So there's a whole season of podcast to go listen to. Do not watch the season, though. It was bad. And Jenny Autumn and I covered F-Boy Island. By the time this comes out, all of it will be out. But I really want to highlight the second episode where Jenny and I had Ray Sonny on with us. And it was so good. And she was a dream. And I'm, like, gonna scam her into being my new best friend. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's it. That's all. We'll be back next week to talk about Season 3, Episode 9, Best Thing That Ever Happened. We'll see you then.
1: Bye.